Monday and good morning to our meditation in the Psalms together as we jump into Tuesday morning and looking forward to a, a great day today in the Lord. What a great day to be a Christian, isn't it? Uh, it's always good for us to keep a perspective that each day is a day that we are stewards of and we have to rejoice in. And so anyways, thanks for joining me today. I'm Pastor Greg and uh, just looking forward to spending a little time uh, with you today. Uh, just in God's Word, and I have enjoyed just picking different psalms uh, that really kind of st- stick out to me, or that I've just enjoyed, that have been encouragement to me uh, now or in previous times in my life. And today I want to look at Psalm 63. So if you have your Bibles, uh, why don't you grab Psalm 63 and look there. Uh, if you're on a, a digital device, you can pull it out on Psalm 63 that way. But I, I like the way the verse, the, the psalm starts where it says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Man, what a great start there. He talks about this longing, this thirsting, this desire. You notice the words as it gives it there, seeking, thirsting, longing, just to emphasize just the heartbeat of David, just to, to grow in the Lord, to know him, to spend time with him. Now, you'll notice as well, <clears throat> as I think about it, just a, the, the illustration or the backstory to this, it says in the inscription there, this is a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Now, so the question that comes then is, well, When was David in the wilderness of Judah? Well, obviously we know he was in the wilderness of Judah when he fled from Saul uh, earlier on in his life and and spent years running from Saul in the wilderness of Judah. But the interesting thing here is verse 11 refers to David as the king, but the king shall rejoice in God. So this is now when David has already become king. So when was it that David was in the wilderness of Judah as king. Well, the time that would take us back to is when he had to flee from his own son, Absalom, who amassed the coup d'etat to take the throne from David and kill him. And and so I I went back and I studied that situation a little bit more deeply and something struck me. And I want to just kind of point out to some of the things that David did. I want you just to kind of see a little bit about David's response to the situation that was obviously less than ideal was a difficult situation, but he seemed to handle it with such wisdom and grace. Some of the things that happened in chapter 15 of 2 Samuel, we find David makes quick and wise decisions to flee, and many others follow him and obey him. We see in chapter 15, a little bit later on, that Ittai, a foreigner, flees with David to be with him. But David humbly encouraged him to stay, so he's not in danger, so he's thinking about others. David sent the priests back to Jerusalem with the Ark of the Covenant as they come out to be with David and to bring the Ark. And he says, I'm not going to force God's hand. If God wants me to be back in to worship in the, in the temple or in the tabernacle, he'll bring me back. I'm not going to force God's hand and take the, tab- the, the Ark of the Covenant with me. We see him then send spies or set up spies to send him reports from Jerusalem. And then he sends Hushai, one of David's trusted counselors, back to give faulty counsel for Absalom. And then he has him give word to the spies and has this chain set up of 
of communication. He then, in chapter 16, humbly takes ridicule and abuse from Shimei. He claimed the Lord has a purpose and will justify him. And then he moves his men into safer places and prepares for battle where he would have the upper hand. And, and what I notice as I just watch David's response to this difficult situation is that David exemplifies publicly incredible wisdom, peace, patience, and humility. And the question that came to my mind as I looked at that was, well, where did that public display come from? How did David develop to be that kind of a guy? Well, that kind of public peace, humility, and wisdom came from David's personal and private passion to seek God and be with him. And so that is the the crux of this, is that that if we're going to respond right publicly to situations in our lives, it requires us to spend time privately with our God. And David's cry here is, oh my, my God, you're my God and early will I seek you because my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. There was a heartbeat. David says, man, this is my God. And even in these difficult times, I'm going to, I'm going to chase hard after God. I'm going to set my face hard after God. And so let's, let's think for a few moments about at what it does it really mean to be a genuine, a genuine seeker after God, to truly thirst for God. And, and you'll notice it starts with this possession of, oh God, you are my God. It's a very personal title. God has to become personal to us. He says, God, you're my God. And he has a plan for him to know him. How are we going to know God more? He says, well, early I'm going to seek you. Now, that, that has two meanings or implications. One would be early in the morning. I know some of you are earlier risers than others, and some early might be a 4 a.m., and to others early may be an 8 a.m. Um, and But the word is the word shakar, meaning early dawn. So in the early times of the morning. And I, I think there's a benefit to having devotion times early in the in the morning. To starting the day with a perspective of God and, and, a, and a reliance upon God and hearing from Him and starting your day in a communication with God. It, it doesn't make sense to go about your whole day without communing with God and then to spend a little time at night. I think it's the idea of you're going out to run a race. You, you don't look at guys who are going to go run a marathon or go on a track meet and they skip breakfast. They're going to go and they're going to eat a good hearty breakfast so that they can run well. And so David says, early I'm going to seek you. And he says, my soul thirsts and my flesh longs. And if you guys got cravings, I know, I know you do. I know there are certain things. Some of you are, have cravings of like salty stuff. And, and you're a chip guy or a chip lady. And you like chips and salty things. Some of you are sweets or chocolate. I know chocolate probably hits a lot of, hits a lot of people. I think of, when I think of a longing, I, I think of, uh, of a lady who's pregnant and she's having some cravings, right? I mean, I remember there was a lady down in our church when I was in Pensacola and I attended a church called Pensacola Baptist Temple. And, and there was this lady who had these deep cravings for ice cream. And she told us, and, and we knew her when her child was about six years of age. And she said, 
She said when she was pregnant with this child, she had such deep cravings that she would eat a half gallon of ice cream at a sitting and she gained 90 pounds during her pregnancy. I thought, man, now that is a craving. Now she had lost a lot of that afterwards, but I was just amazed at that, the depth of that, that passion, that craving here. Um, and, um, and David says, that's, that's what I have for God, that I have a craving for him. It's an interesting word. Actually, the, the word there for uh, longing is the word kamar, and it, it's the only time the word is used, and it carries the idea of a change of color, mind, weakened in eyes, or dimmed. And so what David is saying, as, is, as one author put it, is it implies the utmost intense of fervency of desire that almost impaired his sight, altered the very hue of his body. And this was the, the intense focus of what he was on, that he was going to seek after God. His soul thirsted for God. What a great testimony there. And, and so then he talks about that, I, I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory in verse 2, and your loving kindness is better than life, and my lips will praise you. There is just a an aspect of David saying, man, this is what I'm looking for and I am seeking after God, even the sanctuary and in God's presence to see his power and his glory. Listen, David was going through a challenging situation, challenging time uh, with his family. But he said, my focus and my focus right now is, is, is the Lord. And his loving kindness is better than life. He puts things in perspective. Well, that's always helpful to have someone who will give us a different perspective. I I often will call my dad when I'm kind of wrestling with something and after I've prayed about it for a while and I'll just call him, we'll talk. And and he's always got such a good perspective to give to me to kind of help me see the bigger picture on situations. And, And David says, yeah, this is it. His love, God, your loving kindness is better than life. And what a great perspective. It's, it's more valuable than anything else. And um, it just puts that back in, into a great perspective. And that turns then into praise. And, and then notice some of the words that David uses then in verses 5 and following of just the, what that produces. When there is a, a focus and a heartbeat and a passion for God, he says, in verse nine, in verse five, we're going to see my soul shall be satisfied. That there is a there's a satisfaction and joy that comes when we seek after God. He says there'll be peace. He says in verse seven, you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I'll rejoice. You know what he said? It has the idea of a of a like a mother bird who who protects her young with her wings, and and they kind of tuck underneath of her. Um, and, and he says in that place, there's just a deep safety and God, you are my place of peace. I'm going to come underneath of your covering, your protection. We see that protection in verse eight, that your right hand shall uphold me. God, you're going to sustain me. You're going to carry me through this because I trust you. And then there's victory in verses nine through 11. He talks about that. God, you're gonna you're gonna help me overcome. You're gonna you're gonna give me victory through all this, and he and he 
emphasizes that same ability is available to anyone who turns to him, to turns to the Lord. Isn't that comforting to know that that's the kind of God that we have? Well, David here, while fleeing from Absalom, he has peace, he has wisdom, patience, humility, and, and victory. Why do we see that publicly? It's because David had chosen that he would seek God wholly, privately. The outpouring of your heart, the peace, the patience, the, the, the trust, the victory in life comes from a heart that says, I'm going to set my mind first on God. I'm going to meditate on who He is. I'm going to trust Him. And I'm going to take these things to Him. What a great way to start our day just with a heartbeat and focus on the Lord. Hey, let's close in prayer and let's do that together. Let's just, let's just trust that God's in control of these situations, that we might have that same heartbeat and focus like David had. Father, thank you for just the reminder in the Psalms that, that remind us of your steadfastness, that even when we go through difficult, challenging times, that, that your loving kindness is better than life, that, that reminds us that you're there to give us uh, satisfaction and joy and protection and, and sustainment and victory. As Lord, as we get a chance to see in David's life, as he sought after you first, that he had those things in his public life because of the private life that he had. God, may that be true of us. May today, right now, we take some time just to spend with you, start our day not allowing the, the, the busyness and the hubbub or, or just the, the, the chaos of, of the news and social media to start to upend our perspective. Help us to seek after you with our whole heart, to thirst for you above everything else and to seek you early. Thank you for the reminder of that and for how you call us to yourself. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Boy, I hope that's a, a, an encouragement to you. Hey, let me know what your cravings are. Maybe you got a craving for chocolate or whatever it is. And um, but let's let's crave the Lord today, okay? Have a great day.